those of you who don't read times and seasons, but most um, uh, intercessors should know times and seasons like the children of Ithaca. But it is the, the time to possess your land. So we're going to talk about how to possess your land because we know, but sometimes when we're in the middle of a fight or we've been standing for a long time, we get dull because we get tired. Does anybody in here know what I'm saying? (laughs) Amen. Because sometimes people try to act like, oh, that ain't me. It's you or you would have possessed the land already. Amen. And so sometimes when you're standing for an awful long time, uh, when you get right at the brink of victory, how many of you know the devil will attack you so bad, <laughs> you know, try to beat you down or try to tell you God didn't say or try to discourage you from entering into the promised land. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today, man. So just let me know when you're ready. Okay. Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. We bless you and we exalt you, Father God, and we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today, Lord God. We want to enter into the promises of God. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we need you to help us get there. And we thank you, Father. We know that you're helping us in so many ways, but we want to obey you. Obey your directions. Obey what you are telling us to do. And we thank and praise you, Father. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God wants all of us to possess our land. Your land is whatever he has promised you. Whatever God has told you in that word that he's going to give you, or if he spoke it to you years ago with his mouth or or in your spirit, and you confirmed it by his word, then I'm talking to you. Amen. Because God is saying that it's a new era, a new season, a new time. It's a new paradigm that we're living by. God changes times and seasons. He calls times and seasons, and he knows when it's time to do something. Man doesn't know. See, man tells you, well, you should have gotten that already. Or God's not going to do that anymore. Or God never told you he was going to do that. Amen? And sometimes we can get to a place like the children of Israel right before they crossed the Jordan, they came to a place called uh, Kadesh Barnea. And that that's a place where you crossed the Jordan, you've done all the things, you've hung in there, you, you've been through the Red Sea, and you, you've uh, hung in there against all odds. And then when <laughs> you're close to your victory, or the place where God wants you to be, or you're you're close to that promised land, which was Canaan for the Israelites. They want to settle in Kadesh Barnea. And that's a place where you say, I don't want to go any further because I'm too old, or God didn't really say. How many of y'all are uh, understanding what I'm saying? 
I'm too old or I don't want it anymore or God, I don't need it or God never told me that. Is this ringing a bell? Amen. Or I just don't need it anymore or I can't. It's too hard. Amen. That's one that the devil will always try to throw in my face. It's too hard. You've been through too much. It's too hard, you know. And so you just don't want to go any further and you want to camp out at Kadesh Barnea. Are y'all here today? And so what the devil, see, this, this is what it shows me. It shows me that the devil never quits. He doesn't quit until you cross that finish line. You don't cross the finish line. He's going to keep harassing you the, all the way. And so we have to be like Paul. We have to press. We have to continue to press to get to the finish line. Amen. And so the devil is going to tell you all of these things. He's going to impress these things upon you even more. Mess with your emotions. But I'm, I'm telling you, if, if God promised you something, it's worth fighting for. You've been fighting all the way. You've been standing. Keep, keep, fight all the way. Fight to the finish line. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we say possess the land, you must go after what God's already given you. It's because it's your season. So you got to go after it. Amen. Hallelujah. Got to enter in. You can't stay kept out, camped out at Kaddish, however you pronounce it, Barnea. Can't stay there. Amen. But you, you must enter into Canaan land. You must keep going. And so uh, God's already provided. These are the things you have to look at. God's already provided for you in this land. Uh, the Canaan land, they said, is a land flowing with milk and honey. That there is everything that you need. In other words, your possessions were there in Canaan land. So if your possessions are there, then God has provided everything you need there. Uh, we, we received this illustration from the word of God when we're reading about Joshua and his people that he led over into the promised land. They said it was a land of milk and honey. And so that is an illustration to us that it's a land of many possessions. It's a land of everything that you need. God has provided everything that you need. So that tells me that he's already done it. He's already done it. We just have to go and possess it. Amen. Possess the promises of God after standing for so many years. Amen. Some people, this is not good news. To some people, this makes them weary because they no longer want to fight. Sometimes the devil can make you think you already got everything that you need. Is anybody feeling like this? Amen. Like you got everything you need. You don't need nothing else. Amen. But it's like this. If God has provided something for you, if he's, I'll just use myself. If he's provided something for me, then I want it. And I'm going after it. Because if he says it's good for me, then it's good for me. Amen. You know, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. You can't tell how something looks in the natural if it's good for you or not. 
you have to go by the word of God. See, you have to live by this and trust the same word that got you as far as you are today. Amen. You have, you can't change on God because he never changed on us. And so we must continue on into the promised land to retrieve everything that Satan has stolen. Everything that Satan's stolen from you is there too. Hallelujah. And so here we are at a place called Kadesh, Kadesh Barnea. It can be a place of decision, but it's where most people stop and they don't go any further. A place where fear will really attack you and speak to you. And it really, it's a place where the devil will tell you that God never said it. Did God really say? Amen. You know, the devil is trying to make us be satisfied with substitutes. But how many of you know substitutes only last for so long? Substitutes are not life changing and they're not life or I should say long lasting. But they only last a little while. Amen. Just kind of like a fix. But when it's the fix is over, you're still left with what do I do now? And you're left with all the things that you still need. And so it's best to possess the land. Why? Because God's already provided for you there. All of the help that you need is there. The enemy is defeated. So you can't look at the enemy and just because of the enemy's size think that he's too big for you to subdue because guess what he's already subdued god has already subdued him but you know things look a certain way god wants to see if you're going to go in and possess uh even though the enemy looks bigger than you you must go in and possess the land amen so this place, Kadesh Barnea, is a place where pride will grab you and say, uh, you don't need it. Or the enemy will tell you, I'm much too strong for you. Amen. Hallelujah. But you must keep trusting your faith. You must keep looking at who God says you are. This is a place where you get where you have to evaluate you. You must evaluate the word of God and you must know beyond a shadow of a doubt who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is a place where you battle your fears and you command that fear to leave you. Any inadequacies that you may have, this is a place where you get rid of them and you make a decision to enter into the promises of God. Amen. So let's go to Hebrews 11. I'm going to just try to give you a little bit clearly what God gave me. Hebrews 11, verse 13. Just to remind us, it says, And these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. That's the place where they were, Kadesh Barnea. Amen. Does it make sense? It says, um, They were assured of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Are y'all here today? Did you hear that? They had a bad confession. 
See, God is showing us right now by that that thing right there why they died in faith. See, their faith was in their heart because they had seen many miracles of God. They saw God part the Red Sea. <laughs> and they went through on dry land. But when the enemy pursued them, the enemy was swallowed up. That's a miracle. They saw water come out of a rock. Amen. They saw uh, quail falling from the sky. <laughs> they saw manna from heaven. These people saw God's power. They saw the many works of God. But when they got to this place, see, they held faith in their hearts. It's good to have faith in your heart. That's where it should be. But you have to speak out what's in your heart. You have to say it. This is not my assumption. This is the word of God. Amen. And so they, they, in their hearts, they held their faith because it says there in the beginning of 13, it says these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. That's a bad confession. So they felt one way or they had faith for something in their hearts. But when it came to their confession, we pilgrims. I mean, you don't have a place in this earth. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you're going. Pilgrims are just passing through. They have no home. They're like nomads come, you know, in a, in a sense. And so they had the wrong confession. And so if you have faith in, this is what, what, uh, uh, Paul is trying to tell you. If you have faith in your heart, it's not enough. You, the Bible tells you to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. They confess the wrong thing. And I know that God wants us to get that right. Amen. For they who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Amen. In other words, we are not more than conquerors. See, home, your home is wherever God sent you. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Abraham, go to a place called there. Leave what's familiar to you and go to a place called there. Told Isaac the same thing. Your home is wherever God said it is. But these people, they were not convinced in their hearts. They could not, uh, let's see, they, they were not truly believers. They were unbelievers because they didn't know where their home was. Amen. Because it says here at the end of 13, it says they, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Amen. They seek, they sought, or it says in verse 14, for they who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. In other words, Canaan was not home to them. They didn't feel like Canaan was where they should have ended up. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so they confess with their mouth the wrong thing. Oh, we just pilgrims. We still looking for home. This ain't it. So that's why. They died in faith. 
not having received the promises of God. Amen. I remember when I started my journey, I'm just going to call it that. You can call it whatever you want. I told the devil, I said, this will not, this situation will not kill me and it will not stop me. I will see the promises of God in the land of the living. And I didn't even know that scripture was in the Bible. I didn't see that until years afterwards. I said, oh, yeah. I said, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I've been saying. But I told the devil, I said, you won't kill me before I see God's promises come to pass, like a lot of people. So I'm not doing that. And I was saying that when I was a very young woman, and I'm still saying it to this day. And then maybe about five or ten years later, I found out there's a scripture that supports what I've been telling the devil. Amen. And but the, so you see the difference in my confession. Not that I have a good confession. I'm just trying to use this as an example right here. It says, it says they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So you got your confession for your 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 confession frames or networks your future in other words if you say the wrong thing you'll wound up with the wrong thing amen no matter how you feel this is unbelief and we must carefully not allow it to attack us in this new season of blessing this is a season of blessing and opportunity this is a new area. It's a new season. It's Amos 9.13. Things are going to be happening so fast your head will swim one thing fast on the heels of another. You can't keep up. We should be seeing miracle after miracle after miracle. But you got to cross over into Canaan where the miracles are. We've gone as far as we can go. And we must cross over. Now, in a lot of ways, we have. Do you know you can get a partial blessing? Because of the times, because God is merciful, and you can kind of put your foot on Canaan, (laughs) but you don't cross all the way over. Because when you get blessed, you say, oh, wow, that's enough. You know, I'm, I'm thankful, which you are supposed to be thankful. But you can touch your toe over in Canaan and then back up and say, you know what? I'm afraid of what's in front of me and so you don't press forward anymore amen i know i came to the right church today i know i did amen i know i'm preaching the word hallelujah but you must press like paul hallelujah your faith will overcome every opposition in canaan well they look big they they're the descendants of anak those are some big people. You know, those are giants. They're nine foot tall. And we can't overcome them. They're stronger than us. But the Bible says that, you know, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Our strength is from him, which makes us stronger than them. See, the strength of God that he bestows on us is stronger and better than any strength of man. I don't care how big you are. Little David, his power and his strength was so much stronger than Goliath's. Amen. Goliath was 10 feet tall. But see, he had wisdom. See, when you are facing any enemy, God will give you 
wisdom and understanding um like the hebrew boys he gave them understanding and wisdom and there was one other thing does anybody remember i preached about that gave them wisdom and understanding and something else but they knew where their power was coming from and this is why they said we ain't bowing we'll go into the furnace but we won't bow because our god is greater than you O king amen and so god will give his people wisdom over the opposition he'll give you power but you must enter in amen hallelujah you don't have to enter in afraid enter in bold paul was in that lion's den and i think about that a lot and those lions they were over in a corner and he was in his corner they didn't bother him and he didn't bother them amen the king couldn't sleep all night was worried about him sent somebody down the next morning and he was just fine he says i'm here because god will help you he he knows what situation you're in and i'm gonna tell you something else he understands the fear that comes with entering in to possess what he's already given you we don't want to substitute brass for gold you know sometimes we can enter in a little bit and stay on the edges of the beach or edges of the perimeter of the land and bunk out there put up a tent and stay there but god wants you to go all the way in he wants to give you his very best he doesn't want you to to um you know substitute brass for gold the gold is the overflow it's everything that god definitely has for you amen it's what he has chosen for you but we will overcome all opposition and subdue kingdoms this is what the word tells us and obtain the promises of god we subdue kingdoms and nations it must be possible because the word tells us it is amen hallelujah so you have to know who you are and who you belong to you must understand how to use your authority it all goes back to who you are and whose you are authority causes you to possess every promise of god whether it's healing um uh, you know financial breakthrough whatever it is it's in the it's in canaan and you must cross over i'm crossing over amen we we have to know what's ours and confess it and that's the key to possession of the land you know that's the part i think we hate the most is confessing because we don't want people to know what we want you know we we sometimes think it's a weakness to expect god to come through on his word but in that uh, confession do you uh over there in the promised land do you know long life is there too because god has promised us to live until we're satisfied and you you can live until you're satisfied all you have to do is take it amen hallelujah you don't have to wait until somebody comes and say oh here's an extension of life but all you have to do is take it 
because it's already been paid for. Long life and good health. Hallelujah. Amen. Without seeing it. See, when you're in Canaan and you cross over into the promised land, you take what God, those uh, benefit, all God's benefits, you take them because they're paid for already. They're already yours. And you take them by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing lacking. So see yourself with it. You have to see yourself with it before you receive it. If you're sick, see yourself healed. I see myself healed every day. Amen. And sometimes my body tell me I'm not. And I've learned how to speak up and say, oh, no, devil, you're a liar. Because my healing is already paid for. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Now, what is the curse of the law? All of these things, sickness, disease, poverty, all of those. I'm redeemed from that, and so are you. But you got to tell the devil, oh, no, no, no. I'm not taking this from you anymore. You trespassing because I'm redeemed. Amen. I'm the daughter of Abraham, and I ought to be healed. Amen. I ought to be, uh, have provisions. I shouldn't suffer in any way. I shouldn't lack in any way. You got to speak up and tell the devil, because if Jesus had to do it, so do we. That's He's our example. And so he didn't try to get uh, fancy. He didn't try to uh, fall into pride. He didn't let pride stick to him. He just simply said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word, you know, of God. Every word of God. We live by that. Not by food. Not by what we think not by what we see, but we live by faith. The just shall live by faith. So this land is a good land because God has cared for it. Can you imagine going to a place where God has cared for it? The grass is trimmed, flowers are blooming. You know, everything is there that you need. All you have to do is take possession. Everything and your enemies are run off of there. Amen. Hallelujah. All you have to do is face the enemy. Face him and don't run away from it. We've done enough running. It's time to possess the land. Hallelujah. The promises are for you and me. A land that flows with milk and honey. In other words, everything that we need, everything that we desire. The Bible describes Canaan as a a land of, of valleys. And hills, not mountains. We've spoke to the mountains and we commanded them to leave. It's it's filled with long life, health, healing, everything that you need, everything that you pray for. That's Canaan. And he has promised to send the rain. That's another thing. The former, and that's the early rain, and the latter, the late rain. He's promised to send the rain. Now, what is the rain? It's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. He's promised to send that. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the blessings of God on your land is your inheritance and your family's inheritance. And it's all your possessions and all his 
benefits. Amen. Promise. God's promises are for us. You don't have to even think, well, are they for me? Of course they're for you. Amen. Are you born again? Yeah. So they're for you. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 11. Deuteronomy 11, verse 8. Hallelujah. And it says, Therefore, you shall keep every commandment that I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. He said possess twice in one one sentence and verse 9 says and that you may prolong your days see there's that long life living until you're satisfied and that you may prolong prolong your days in the land which the lord swore to give your fathers to them and their descendants so this is for your kids too a land flowing with milk and honey verse 10 says for the land which you go to possess is not like the land of egypt from which you have come now what's egypt egypt is um egypt is a type of sin amen hallelujah it's a type of world the world and didn't it say you've been delivered from there should i read it again Okay, verse 10, for the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come. And what that means is that's uh, a symbolic for all of us come out of saints, come out of sin and we're been born, we've been born again. And that's what Egypt represents. It represents a sinful place. It's, it represents our lives before we met Jesus. That's what it represents. Amen. But don't forget, this is the Old Testament. Yeah, I know. And this, the Old Testament is types and shadows of what the New Testament is saying. Amen. It's saying the same thing. It's just the Old Testament is types and shadows. And the New Testament is the men, Paul and the other men that walked this earth and confirmed what the old testament said amen and they've lived where we have to go amen and it also says the land of egypt from which you have come where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden they used to have this machine back in the day that you could kind of push your foot down on it's like a pump and it pumped water out into the field it's like a foot pump it was homemade uh what is that um drainage system yeah but it was like a homemade thing done with your foot and so this is what it's saying it says you you will where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden so it's just a type and shadow of us watering the word the word that we speak the word of God, you water it with your faith. Amen. And it says here in 11, but the land which you cross over to possess is a land 
of hills and valleys which drinks water from the rain of heaven. Hallelujah. A land for which the Lord your God cares. He cares for this land. Must be a good land. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul, then I will give you the rain for your land in its season. And the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your your grain your new wine and your oil. Amen. And that's in uh, Joel 2.3. Talking about souls. Amen. Hallelujah. So you need to read Joel 3.2. Uh, 2.3. Joel 2.3. Amen. Let's see. Where am I at? Does anybody know? Can anybody help me out? It's okay. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, I think I did that that's 13, um, to love the Lord your God and serve him with all of your hearts and with all of your soul, then I will give you the, the rain in your land in its season. And he'll give you the oil. Let's see how far am I going with this to 15. Did I do 15? No. And I will send grass in your fields for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. And take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived and you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. See, when you start to say, well, I don't need that, that God had. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm controlling my own life. That's another God. And then there's no rain. And when we say no rain, we mean there's no blessing. There's no uh, ministry. Because it doesn't come. You can go out and make your own stuff up. But we're talking about this is a spiritual thing. And there's nothing that you can receive from God. Amen. Least the Lord build a house. Unless the Lord build a house. They labor in vain. Amen. You want what God has for you. Notice that word labor. They labored. Some built the house. But they labored. You don't labor in God. Amen. You rest. And you do things supernaturally because God helps you. I just threw that in for free. Amen. Let's go down to verse 18. And it says, therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be as frontlets between between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children. Speak of them when you sit in in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up again. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house 
and on your gates that your days and your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of the heavens above the earth for it for it you carefully keep all of these commandments which I command you to do to love the Lord your God to walk in all of his ways and to hold fast to him amen in other words when you come upon the land of Canaan the giants leave verse 23 and then the Lord will drive out all these nations before you from before you and will possess I'm sorry and will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves and every place on which the sole of your feet and this is important tread their feet tread shall be yours from the wilderness in lebanon from the river the river euphrates even to the western sea shall be your territory and no man shall be able to stand against you no man the lord your god will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the land where you tread just as he has said to you amen amen this is the place where you get rid of your fear get rid of fear and you say well you know what god has reestablished himself to in me and to me and i'm going to trust his word i'm not going to be afraid because he's going to drive off those enemies and all those people because this is my territory amen no man verse 25 i'm going to read it again no man shall be able to stand against you and that includes those giants the anic amen but see you can't go by how things look you have to go by what you know let's go down to verse 30 and it says are they not on the other side of the jordan toward the setting sun in the land of canaanites who dwelled in the in the plain opposite gilgal beside the terebinth trees of mora for you will cross over the jordan and go in to possess the land which the lord your god has given you and you will possess it and dwell in it and you shall be careful to to observe all the statutes and judgments which i set before you this day amen hallelujah the blessings of god are real but you must possess them they're already given this is nothing new it's just a change of time and season where god really wants you to have what he has promised but yeah you get it by faith but see it's a little different now because god's already set it in place to be received you know and uh, we we have been looking in the natural in the supernatural to see what god sees it's there now you ought to see it you should see everything that you prayed for it's there god gives us salvation this is how he helps us when you're in, going into canaan okay uh he, he gives us salvation. You got to be saved to get power. So we're no longer a part of the world. I read that. 
in other remember when i read egypt was a type of world and sin he says you're no longer a part of that so he's given us salvation to help us cross go into the promised land we've crossed the red sea the red sea is a type of water baptism so not only does he give us salvation he gives us water baptism so you can pray in tongues and have strong prayer because see this is a supernatural canaan is a supernatural land are y'all here so he's given us salvation he's given us a type of water baptism that's the red sea we've crossed over jordan into canaan and that's a type of blessing and that's where all your rights and privileges are and all of your possessions are here but see god gives us help he also said in verse 25 he said no man can stand against you so he's already taking care of your enemies he says all the people who are stronger and bigger than you they're you're really not they're not stronger than you it's just how you look because our strength comes from him so in other words god has given us everything that we need to to possess the land this is a supernatural possession but guess what your stuff comes in the natural because it's already been bought it's already gift wrapped it's already there for you so go in and possess it and god will send you the rain and when you start receiving the rain that's your cue that god's already given you everything you need in other words he's watered the land and the rain is a type of holy spirit the early and the latter rain i'm saying it again a type of outpouring he'll also give you souls so when you uh receive go in to receive everything that you need from god he'll give you souls souls that you need to minister to he'll keep you busy the ministry that you've been wanting to do he'll set you in it amen hallelujah um the holy he says when um the early and the latter rain that's a type of outpouring of of the holy spirit or souls um well wait a minute it's you harvest souls but that's a the former and the latter rain that's a type of an anointing sorry about that it's what you need to harvest souls are y'all here mm-hmm. let's go to numbers 13 verse one it says and the lord spoke to moses saying send the send men to spy out the land of canaan which i am giving to the children of israel from each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man everyone a leader among themselves so moses sent them from the wilderness to param according to the command of the lord and all of them men who were heads of the children of israel amen so now let's see let's go down to verse 21 and it says so they went up and spied out the land from the will from the wilderness of zen as far as rehab is that rehab near the entrance of um, hamath and they went up through the south and came to Herod, Ahaman, Sheshai, and Taimi, Telmi. The descendants of Anak were there. It's like surprise. Here we are. 
Now Hebron was built seven years before Zon in Egypt. In other words, there's giants on your land. Amen. But the good news is they have no power. Amen. 23. Then they came to the valley of Eshcol. And they and there cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried it between two of them on a pole. And they also brought some of the pomegranate and figs. And the place was called the Valley of Eshcol because of the cluster which the men of Israel cut down there. And they returned from spying out from spying out the land after forty days. They stayed there and ate, I believe. Eight, had a good time, and then come back with an evil report. Verse 26 is, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Param at Kadesh. That's Kadesh Barnea. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified. Listen to what they're saying. The people are strong. Cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. And the uh, Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites. See, all of these ites scare people. It says they dwell in the mountains. Now, didn't God say it wasn't no mountains there? It was only hills and valleys. See how, how gossip ain't good? Fear ain't good. It says the Amorites dwell in the mountains and, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan, which that ain't true either. And then Caleb quieted the people he said shut up before Moses and he said let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it he got sick of it he said "Uh uh-uh no we are well able to possess it we are well able hallelujah see they wanted to stop there and park at Kadesh Barnea, a place where most people stop and don't go any further because fear tells them they can't do it. It's too hard. But you know what? Cross over anyway. Go get what God has said is for you. And see, a lot of people are afraid. Well, it may not work. Let the door shut in your face. At least you tried the door. Go to another door. When one door closes, another one will open. Go anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. If if God is promising you a husband, say, God, I'm open. I repent for being angry or whatever it is. I'm open. I'm ready. Are you ready? See, most people are not going to say that. Not going to say that. God, I'm ready and I'm open because they scared God going to send them something they don't want. He knows what you need. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is why when a man pursues a woman, she first don't like him. 
I'm talking about a covenant marriage. God tells the man, he don't tell no woman about a covenant because he ain't in covenant with you. He's in covenant with the man when it comes to marriage. And he's not going to tell you nothing. And if that's your husband, he'll speak to you. But if that what you're just meeting, he's going to tell him. And he runs after her. I, I just saw this on uh, House Hunters last night when they asked for a little history about the people. And she says, oh, I didn't like him at first. They all say that because God speaks to him. Amen. Hallelujah. That didn't go over well, but that's it's still the truth. It's scriptural. Amen. Because, you know, I hunted everything down in that marriage thing because I was trying so best to be free. Just telling it like it was. And I hunted every scripture down, cross-referencing everything, and I was blocked in. And so I told the Lord, I said, you got to speak to me on this second and third marriage stuff because I don't understand it. And he says, you always know by a covenant. And I said, well, what's a covenant? You know, so you have to know who who is it. I was liking that lady, um, what's her name, Apostle Barbara. Because what she was saying, she was saying, some, God ain't going to honor some of this stuff. Because it's a lot of people together God ain't told them to be together. And that is the truth. That's the first time I ever heard it confirmed from any human being. But I know I, I read that in the Bible. But see, the devil to tell you it means something else because he don't want you to be on the right road. And I know. And I knew what she was understanding. Then she said, oh, it's quiet in here. Looking at me like y'all want to kill me. <laughs> see, because the devil is busy. He likes to confuse people. Amen. God to confirm it to you. He always does. Amen. Where am I at? So he sent him out to spy. Let's see. I think we went down to 30. So Joshua and Caleb landmarked their lives. Your confession will landmark your life. It will order your steps. The Israelites, uh, and we're, I'm talking about the 10 spies that came back with a negative confession, Got they got in trouble. Amen. How do I know? Because they're the ones that didn't enter in. They died in faith. Amen. But they wouldn't confess the right thing. See, that's my backup for that scripture right there. That's in Hebrews that we read, y'all. Amen. They died in faith because they had the wrong confession. We can't take them. They, They giants. But they stayed over there for 40 days and ate all that fruit. The pomegranates, the grapes, and everything else. They ate all of that stuff. Amen. They enjoyed what that land had to offer because God said it was a land of milk and honey. In other words, it's a land that has everything that you need. But they still came back with a negative confession. So our confession must be right. It must line up with the word of God. If you confess wrong, it's because you think wrong. So find out what belongs to you and know who you are. See, they, these people didn't know that they were stronger than these people because their strength came from God. Amen. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm just giving you another um, you know, way to look at this. 
the the bible says that god gave them understanding and wisdom so they knew who their god was and they knew god would show up and deliver them out of that furnace and so they acted on it but when these people didn't know their god used to everything god gave and god gave them everything opened up the red sea but they still didn't know what belonged to them amen let's go back to hebrews i'm almost finished fourth chapter Uh, verse 14 and it says seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens jesus the son of god is that the right place okay Uh, let's see the son of god let us hold fast our confession of faith amen hallelujah for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. So in other words, we got to have faith confidence in what God is telling us to do is the right thing. We have to have faith confidence that what God is telling us is good for us is good for us. We have to identify with with him in some way. Yet we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's in Romans 8, 37. You'll have to turn there. Now we have to speak this. We have to tell Satan. See, this is part of your confession. Amen. Your confession landmark your life and stop confessing unbelief stop confessing what you don't want stop confessing what you think god has told you because you spiritual amen don't let the sun go down on your wrath and be angry and sin not nor give place to the devil and let him who has stolen steal no more that's in ephesians 4 26 through 28 read it when you go home Romans 8:37 and Ephesians 4:26 through 28. Stop confessing Satan's doubt and unbelief because you landmark your life with your confession. Amen. Your confession is your battle your battleground. And be honest with you, this is how we fight. This is why we fight. Really and truly, your fight with the devil is your confession. It's for your confession. Because there's warfare over your rhema and you fight the devil to keep your word, the last word out there. In other words, you don't let what Satan says or what somebody else think is going on in your life. You don't let them, that word stay out there in the atmosphere. But you allow your word to have power. It has power because you speak it forth. You landmark. wherever you going you speak the word you speak what god has said amen and so god is saying in this hour it is time for you to possess most of us are are probably already possessing you're probably already walking into the favor of god and the blessings of god but you got to keep moving in that direction 
Amen. So your confession is your battleground. That's what I'm trying to say. It's your battleground. This is where you fight Satan. You fight him with your confession. Amen. And anything that you shouldn't have said, like I've said a lot of stuff I shouldn't have said, honey. I call those words back. I repent. And I say, Lord, don't let these words uh, hinder me in any way. And because God is a merciful and forgiving God, and he knows how to pick us up and, and move us on our way. And he honors, he, God always honors repentance because that's part of his plan. It's not too late for you to cross this, this Jordan, to, um, to go, I'm sorry, you've already crossed Jordan. But it's not too late for you to cross over into your promises. Not too late. In fact, you're right on time. Because this is a new era, remember? Amos 9, 13, 9, 14, 13 through 15. It's the new era. Amen. Go back over your notes from that uh, prophecy uh, from Laura. It's a new era. She did two or three, I think three videos on that same prophecy. And I saw every three, all three of them. And it's, it's good stuff i mean it's it's from god and so we need to trust what god is see that's the whole thing trust what god is doing it ain't gonna be in in it's not coming in your tradition it's not coming in what you're used to this is a new paradigm and god told the intercessors how long ago was that nola um tim hill's book and so three years so see he always tell forerunners the things first and so we're we know we should be used to this it's a new paradigm amen see we got it before laura lana sorry about that and a lot of other people that's prophesying it now we knew this already now we didn't know it uh in in the 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 way that it was prophecy and we knew it was prophecy, but we didn't know the weight of it. You understand what I'm saying? And we didn't know that it was going to be so vital in our our um, lives or our future. I'll put it like that. We heard this before by Tim Hill. And so it shouldn't be anything new. Forerunners, intercessors find things out before. That's why it seems so strange and it seems so wrong. <laughs> Because we don't have anything to measure it by. And, but we walk by faith and not by sight. And so we have to trust God that this is God and we know that God knows what he's doing. And in two or three years, here it comes. Everybody knows. Well, we, we know that. But so now it's time to walk in it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so don't doubt God. Stop confessing fears. Stop confessing doubt because doubt creates the evil report. That's what was wrong with those people. Amen. They, they went by what they saw. Doubt and unbelief can and will hinder us from entering into the promises of God. If unbelief hindered Jesus, it'll certainly hinder us. Amen. It'll definitely hinder us. 
Remember, uh, let's see, it's in Matthew. I'm just gone. I didn't plan to, but let's go to Matthew 13. And remember when he was trying to do miracles and they said he was in Bethlehem, I think, in his hometown. And he says a prophet is not, what is it? Honor, without honor. Thank you. In his own hometown. Because the people were saying, ain't that Martha's boy? Ain't that Mary's boy? Ain't that Joseph's kid? Named all of his brothers. Uh, he, that's not, he ain't nothing special. He's not the Lord. He, he ain't. He's just a, a he's just religious. But see, the Bible says he could not do any mighty works because of unbelief. So all I'm trying to show you, if unbelief stopped Jesus, it'll stop you. Amen. Let's go to verse 54. And it says of, of 13. And it's when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogues so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Josie, what's that? Joseph, Joseph, Josie, Simon and Judas. And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where did, uh, where then did this man get all of these? So they were offered at him, offended, I'm sorry, they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. And now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Unbelief will stop anything. And see, then we don't know what it is. See, this is why I think God helps us so much. He wants to help us. He don't care if it's your unbelief, the devil. He don't care. He don't care if it's your family's unbelief. He just wants you to. Take repent and take care of that and trust him more so that he can bring you into the land of promise. Amen. So stop allowing fear and unbelief to mess up your confession. Amen. His report is I am filled and healed. That's what his report is and that's my report. Amen. Well, girl, what's wrong with you? I'm healed. I'm healed. In Jesus' name. 2 Timothy 1 7, you can write that down. You know what it is. It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Why? Because you have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Only be strong. Stop confessing your fear because you have the mind of Christ. Amen. Uh, Joshua 1. I'll be done. How much time do we have, Miss? Miss? It's okay. Okay. Let me try to go back to Joshua. Okay, let's see. Joshua 1. I think it's before Numbers. Maybe after. 
Okay, after Deuteronomy. All right, Joshua 1, 1. And it says here, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go to the Jordan, go to this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon. And this is repeating what was in Deuteronomy 11. Uh, upon I have given you, as I said to Moses. So see, God is letting Joshua know, look, my commitment and my covenant with you is the same as with Moses. But he needed to repeat it so that Joshua would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God was still with him as he was with Moses. And this is why he kept saying, uh, as it is with you, it's with Moses. He needed to know that God was with him. And he was going to perform the same way as he did for Moses. So he says, every place that your foot will tread, I have given you. In other words, you step on on um, Canaan, I've given that to you. Amen. Okay, it says, from the from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the rivers Euphrates and all the land of Hitt- Hittites, I think I read that, all this stuff. He says, I've given that to you. This is your territory. And no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as it was with Moses. So am I with you. And I will not leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Now, these are his instructions because there are instructions whenever you are possessing the land. Be strong and of good courage. I mean, don't be mad and watch your attitude. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers and give them to give them. Only be strong. That's the second time he's saying this and very courageous. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. Hallelujah. What a blessing. And it says in 8, and this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So you got to have your confession. Because your confession paves the way for where you're going. People, this is what is so important, and this is what we do less. I know, because I'm preaching to me too. That's where I do less. But you got to do it more as you enter in to the promises of God. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous And then you will have good success. These are the instructions. Very simple. Amen. And then verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong, third time, and a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's like if I send you there, I've got you. 
don't be afraid. I know this is for somebody. Verse 10 says, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days, you will cross over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess. Amen. And it talks about the Reubenites, the Gadites. And half the tribe of Manasseh, Joshua spoke, saying, remember the word uh, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded. You saying the Lord your God is giving you the rest and is giving you this land. In other words, he's saying, look, people, in 2018, he says, I've already given you. I have given you the promises I've given it to you and no man don't worry about what man man is going to say that they real timely. Well, did God be careful? Did God say or like we were praying for this lady's husband? He was dying. Well, we we don't want to get to that part. We're going to get to that part later. Let's do this part right here, but we ain't going to get to that part. Meaning we laid hands on him and she didn't want us to go any further because we wanted him to listen to the CDs and the tapes that we had brought. This was some people that Sheree knew. So she didn't want us to get to part B. I'm just calling it that. Whatever she was talking about. But see, there's always going to be that voice. And God would, the devil would use anybody to say, oh, no, no, no. Don't go too far. Like the evil people that had the evil report said, well, yes, Canaanites there, but they living on the edge of the beach. Like you can't even enter into your own place. So we're pilgrims. Well, they were in home. They were in their home. What, what, why were they living on the edge of the beach? You see, it makes no sense. Amen. And so it's time to move in inland. Hallelujah. And, and resist the evil report. Stand strong. No doubt, no unbelief, buying the evil report, God has commissioned us to go forth in power. Amen. This is a a spiritual analogy of what's going on in the natural realm. Amen. So it's time for you to receive everything that God has for you and do not let the devil or anybody else. It's like this. If somebody don't agree with, with this message and I backed it up with scripture, they don't have any right, right to call you and discuss it. That's the devil. Amen. You should be calling other people, telling them it's time for you to get blessed. It's time for you to. I don't care if you haven't received yours yet. It's coming. It's there. You will possess your your. But we need to be preaching. Because don't forget, in that land of milk and honey, God said he'd send the rain. And an overabundance of rain. Amen. He'll send rain to take care of everything that you need. Because he takes care of that land. And he will send souls. He'll send the Holy Spirit with a double, and give you a, a, a stronger anointing. That rain symbolizes a lot. And it also symbolizes souls. And so don't ever 
be afraid. If you're in a place where you're afraid, now's the time to get that dealt with. Amen. Because a lot of people are afraid. I think all of us are afraid of what we don't know and can't see. But know that in this this hour and not just is hour. This is until we go home. God is going to deal with us uh, by the spirit because we're spiritual beings and he don't care what you can't see. He's still going to deal with us in this way. So it's, it's, you know, you have to have spiritual eyes and you will see what God sees. Obey what God says to obey. Do what he says do and receive everything that God has for you. Amen. All right. Why don't I stop? Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. We bless you and we receive the word. And it is the word. It is the word. And we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. If there's anybody that needs prayer, I can pray for you right now. Hallelujah. If you don't need prayer, we can You can come forth if you need to. If not, we'll keep moving. I just thank God. And and, uh, I'm just letting you know right now, God has the last word. Not you, but God has the last word. Amen. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Father. Anybody need prayer? Father, we do thank and praise you. Lord, we lift you up. We love you, we honor you, and we bless you. And Father, we thank you for Jesus. He is the reason for the season. He comes with many blessings. This is his time of the year where he wants to bless us so much. And Lord, we receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the eternal God turn his countenance toward you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This is not a time for fear, but it is a time of self-evaluation. Amen. And I am not intimidated. I'm going to preach the word. Just want y'all to know that. Amen. (laughs) I'm going to preach what God tell me to preach because I know what time it is. Amen. And I'm going to preach his word, what he tells me to preach and when he tells me to preach it. Amen. Praise God.